Welcome, everyone, to the Amory score. Somehow, we returned. <laughs> it's, it's Molly. It's only been... Hi, it's been 14 months? Sure. Mm-hmm. Technically, technically 13. I w- no, I went and looked. Yeah, it's been 13 months. That's the last le- time we released an episode was June 2022. That's less time than I thought, to be fair. we Yeah, we have the uh, upload schedule of, like, a Machinima guy in 2010, like, after it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the- fucking VG Cats release schedule. <laughs> yeah, like late VG Cats release schedule. That's what's going on here. But surprise, we're fucking back. What's up, motherfuckers? And we're here to have a 10 minute episode about the album with no story. With no story. No uh, story. Claudio's a sad boy, as usual, but he just decided not to dress it up in anything. Uh, so we're just gonna vibe. We're just gonna chat. Molly, how you been? We're How's chilling. It going? I'm doing okay. Uh, baseball season's over. Uh, That's this true. Is the last the last three days of the season right now. Can I have a meth check in, please? For uh... all right. Well, all right. Give me give me the lowdown. Okay, it's been a while since we've done this, so let me give you a little bit of a timeline here. Um, during the off season between the 2022 season and the 2023 season, the Mets go out and they go. You know what we can do is we can spend six billion dollars on guys. Um, so they pick up uh, they pick up Justin Verlander, uh, who just won a Cy Young Award with the Houston Astros. They pick up Max Scherzer, who was just I think he was still on the Dodgers for a bit. Um, I don't remember, but they pick him up, um, and then we go into this season where they've spent like a bunch more money on other guys who are like less notable, um, and they just completely fall apart. <laughs> they just they just eat shit. They eat shit so hard in the first half of the 2023 season that they trade away the guys that they got uh, during the offseason that they had signed for multiple years for, like, millions and millions of dollars, um, which is not something that's really been done before. But wouldn't you just go, all right, look, like midway through, you've got these guys. They're not, do they get any ancient guys? Are these, are these ancient men, like 1800s? Uh, Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. I have to check. Uh, Verlander's definitely in his 40s. I don't know how okay. old is Max Scherzer to check. Uh, he is, he's 39. So basically, yeah, they're both, they're both uh, around 40. So yeah, but they are still at the top of their game. So maybe they could, they could have got another, they could have regrouped and say, okay, one more, we'll give them one more season. But no. They were like fucking no, calling our losses not. halfway through season one. So they decided to trade away Scherzer and Verlander, who were also like in the middle of the season. They were both like, uh, hey, we're not contending. What's the situation? Are we buying like to try and turn this around? And the team is like, no, we are not buying, sir. No. So they both request to be traded. Uh, the funniest one is Verlander goes back to the Astros. <laughs> After they just let him walk in free agency. Well, they picked him up way cheaper. No, the Mets Mets are going to make the Astros pay him more than the Astros probably would have, to be honest. Wait, the Mets made out in the... What the fuck? How can the Mets win a trade when they just took a So, I don't know how much money they traded along with Verlander, because I'm sure they did. But, like, part of these trades is that, like, if you trade a player, that team has to pick up the salary for that player. Like, they don't, like, the Mets are no longer responsible for it at that point. So, I think they did some, like, some cash over along with the player. But they also get, like, a bunch of young guys who may debut in the next, like, two years. So, they just decided, like, yeah, you know, we'll just, like, skip a year and then come back in, like, 2024. Uh, but since Verlander and Scherzer are both fucking 40 years old, they're like, hey, I'm trying to win now so I can go home. Because <laughs> we're about done here. Um, that- so anyway, the Mets, uh, after winning over 100 games last year, um, mm. let's see, how many do they are they? They are currently 72 and 86. Um, which is not good. I'm just going to go to my calculator here and see what a... Oh, yeah, that's not a good record. <laughs> no, that's that's 14 under 500. That's not good. They are fourth in the NL East, and I think the only team that's worse than them is the Washington Nationals. You so don't? <laughs> that's you never a sentence you want to hear. No, <laughs> it's not good. So, yeah, the Mets, um, they kind of imploded. Everyone's sad about it. Um, but, you know, maybe something good will happen next year. Probably not, though. I hope Josh one day gets to see the Mets at least go to the postseason. He well, he has. I know um, they had a World Series run. I want to say in the last twenty years. 
I don't know when it was, though. I know there was. I, I think there's a 2000s plus Mets World Series run. I just went to Josh's profile and we got him quoting eight years ago today, the Mets clinched the uh, 2015 National League East Division title. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. God, what a year. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Josh. The Mets are not good. So they've just been playing it out. Um, and we'll see what happens, but I don't expect much. It's really funny that they traded away Verlander and Scherzer. It's so funny. Has it ever worked? Like, has any sports team ever done a thing where they pay big money for the, like, older guys, for, like, their last run, and they actually come through? Because I feel like I've heard a million stories that this is not working out. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, um, it depends on how old we're talking, but, like, Nolan Ryan was good until he was, like, 70, so... (laughs) Well, I guess, I guess... I have to adjust for baseball here, because you, you'd say you're, like, buying a 40-year-old. I'm like, well, that's, you're done. But baseball, yeah. I guess, has a little a little more uh, elasticity to, um, like, the Pitchers are use. weird. Yeah, pitchers yeah. are weird, because, like, uh, Justin Verlander has had two Tommy John surgeries um, to, you know, repair his pitching arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he just goes out, and, like, the season he came back, he won a Cy Young. So it's like, yep, he still got it. It's still there. Um, it's just as pitching has evolved, guys do not last that long anymore. Well, the things they have to do to their wrist. Uh, right, the wrist, their elbow, the shoulder. Uh, they got to throw that ball so fucking fast. <laughs> they, they have to throw it really hard. The thing about Nolan Ryan, nobody else in for the rest of forever is going to play baseball for 27 fucking years. That's just not going to happen ever again. So, uh, Not in the MLB. No, certainly not. Maybe um, off in other, um, in other leagues, winter leagues and stuff like that, but, you know. Yeah, I imagine in, like, a lower league, you can not just last longer, but also, like, not push yourself, you know. If, if you've been in the MLB for, like, five years, right, you're, the, the toll that takes on your body is just so crazy if you're, like, one of the top pitchers. Yes. Right, and, like, also, with all of the increases in, like, velocity and learning new pitches that, like, do weird movement... Uh, some of that is like worse for your arm than it was, you know, in the in the eighties and nineties. Hey, what if so, I did that to like better than anyone else and also hit the ball harder than anyone else? Do you think that would do? You think we could we do you think that would lead uh, to any any downsides right towards the backstretch of the one season? We do have one guy for that. <laughs> we do have one guy who does that, and then he did just explode his arm again. So, uh, the, the the speaking of trading, fucking guys. The yeah, arc, Shohei Otani. The arc of uh, the Angels getting, because I don't really follow baseball, but the Angel stuff was too funny to not follow. Because <laughs> yes. Shahir Atani, genuinely, simply one of the greatest athletes to ever live. Like, inarguably. Yeah, right? clearly. Like, clearly, one of the, maybe the best baseball player of all time. Uh, incredible stuff. Uh, trapped on the worst team to ever live. <laughs> Just, they're cursed, man. I don't, they're cursed. They have my, ever since they got Mike Trout, I think they've been to the playoffs once. And it's been... 15 years or something yeah and so they got it's crazy they got the, the guys and they they also they, they were like we're gonna go for it we're gonna get three guys did they get like two guys or was it one guy i forget how many guys they, they got. picked up like five guys at yeah. the trade deadline um and the, the thing is at the time they were still they still had a winning record and like they had lost a few games in a row before like the all-star break but like they weren't in a bad position so it made sense for them to like go for it and they were gonna lose a tony at the end of the season no matter what like it was this or nothing. yes <laughs> Yeah, it's this or nothing. So there's no reason not to go for it unless you trade Shohei Otani for like the most guys anyone has ever gotten back for one guy in history. Um, um, like yeah, so, it would make the Juan Soto trade last year look stupid. So they, they go for it and then like his arm just explodes two weeks into this experiment. Uh yeah, not. Qu- I think it was a little bit later than that, but okay. yeah, they immediately came out of the All Star break and lost like 16 of 18 or something like that. Just Classic. something tragic. Classic. Yes. Because everyone was rooting for it. Everyone's like, what if he does it? What like what like I know it's the fucking angels, but what if what if what he if does they it? do? Yeah. It was, so, it was all coming off the um like World Cup that was like the most anime thing that had ever happened. Oh yeah, when Otani had to pitch to Mike Trout for like the last out of the, the last World out baseball of the, the last out. Yeah. It was the last fucking out. I watched the whole thing. It was so cool. I don't even like watch baseball it was sick. beyond you giving me like the the you know the rundown. The updates, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that that one was so cool. Like, man, it's a, yeah. I'm so glad they. Uh, I'm so glad we have a baseball World Cup. Um, it's it's pretty recent, so 
Mm-hmm. Like, I think they only had it come up in the last 30 years or something. So I'm glad we're doing it. Um, and then, yeah, that so that all happens. Uh, Mike Trout has been injured for six months again. Um, and then Shohei Otani now had to have a surgery to end his season to fix his elbow um, because he doesn't believe in rest, I think. Uh, so well, that's not he'll be gonna... back next season. He'll be back next season as a as a hitter, but not as a pitcher. And then the season after that, they expect he'll be ready to go to pitch. Okay. Would you not to take a full year off, dude? Like, just take a year off. Yeah, I mean, you know, may as well hit. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a good fucking hitter, right? He's also one of the best hitters. Right. Not yes, like he's, as yeah, good he's a pitcher. As, uh, he's not like the... I, I, you have to correct me, but like, he's like the best pitcher, right? At the moment, like almost. No. Uh, he's he is among like top ten, okay. Uh, but I would not say that he's like the best pitcher. He it's crazy that what he does, okay. But but um, he I has, would he understand that his like pitching and... stuff is way better, like relatively than his batting stuff. But both combined are like godly. No, he's pretty much really really good at both. Okay, <laughs> I didn't I didn't know I didn't. Even know. It's not just the combination. Um, the thing is, he was leading the MLB in home runs until he uh, got injured. Um, he, <laughs> he was, was also le- he was leading. <laughs> Yeah, he was leading the MLB. He had a Jesus. he had a ridiculously high batting average. I think he was over 300 still, uh, which is not common in modern baseball. Okay, uh, then my, I forgot his, he was just the greatest person to ever. Yeah, no, he's play he's that in good. History. Yes. Yeah, there's a listen. <laughs> it's not just like the combination. Like, wow, he can <laughs> do both. It's like, oh, he's like really, really, really good at both. Uh, which is just not something that happens it's gonna be so fucked if like his injuries never like he never has a season as good as he had for the fucking angels i know it's gonna be so sad if that happens i think he'll just come back and do the fucking thing because Mm. that's what he's done every time so far where did he go to i forget where he went to or he hasn't gone anywhere yet it's not it's not decided that (laughs) after the postseason ends that's when like uh, signing stuff is going to start happening but he is like the number one guy to get picked up this offseason so until he signs with somebody nobody else is getting signed because uh, we have to keep that cap space open <laughs> they um should have uh like so you're gonna have to explain baseball trade rules to me so when he goes he's going into free agency right like the angels get nothing yes his contract <laughs> is going to be up at the end of free agency if he leaves i think they might get like a draft pick or something Okay. Uh, if he doesn't take like their qualifying offer, but he's not going to. So the Angels will get uh, a draft pick. No the, guys for trading him in the middle of the season because they, they could have gotten like seven minor league players or something. They should have taken the trade and gotten more guys than anyone ever got for one guy. It would probably be good, but like I understand why they didn't do it, but they probably should have done it. It is the like smart choice, but I get what you're like. We won't. We're never going to have a better shot than this. The guys, we're not going to yes. get the next Shohei Otani from any combination of guys. Right. That's not happening. There's not another Shohei Otani in the pipeline right now. Yeah. That's just not something that anybody can see coming. Anyway, that's, so that's, yeah, it makes sense why they went for it. But yeah, he's walking, and he's probably going to make like five hundred million dollars in the off season or something. Uh, crazy. That's the baseball minute. That's why everyone comes to this podcast. Yep, talk. that's right. <laughs> oh, I can't believe the the Amory score drops another podcast after fourteen months. Anyway, oh, let's talk about been, Shohei oh, Otani. Twelve minutes, thirteen minutes of Shohei Otani talk. Uh, uh, yeah. He's that good. I'm sorry, not sure what to tell you. Uh, the thing about Josh being a baseball fan is it gives me a great excuse to just go off about it when we do one of these because I don't get to talk about baseball anywhere else. Nobody gives a fuck. I went to uh, Josh's Twitter timeline. I'm going to be so sad if we lose Twitter and I lose my Josh updates because they just go and yeah. all he's doing is posting about being on tour and working out, and he's like, oh. I'm old and I'm old now. I can't <laughs> He's work like, out. Oh, like, I'm 45. Ugh. I can't work out like I used to, but I'm doing my best. Because um, uh, Josh, we is, love Josh. Josh is positive. He's a positive. He's guy. the everyman. Yeah. Everyone. He's was the so- most normal guy who ended up as a famous like drummer, and not even that famous. He's just well, too he normal deliberately for it. like took took off the part where they were the most famous. Like yes, he wasn't in he the was band. Like, this is scary. <laughs> he was like the vibes are off. I'm I'm going yeah. home. They had to get a new guy, and they got like famous guys who were way worse. No one, no one likes yes. them like they like Josh. Nobody, nobody could do it like Josh. Fucking Chris Penny, get out of here, man. Chris Penny was so. I mean, he's like clearly an incredible drummer, but like fuck Chris Penny. Yeah, but like he doesn't. What fit. a bad fit. He, yeah. Guns anyway, of summer. Anyway, guns, uh, <laughs> guns of summer. Um, we're here to talk about the color before the sun. <laughs> 
yeah, the color before the sun, the uh, Coheed and Cambria 2015 album. That they yes. So do you remember when this was announced and they were like, we're we're finally because everyone was like, what are they going to do next? They've done their full five albums and they did like a weird prequel thing. What could their next album be? And it was like, we're going to do a real album with no sci-fi bullshit whatsoever. And everyone was like, oh, okay. Everyone's like, all right. And I get why they do this because, you know, it's not like the last few albums have had deep sci-fi lore, like, in the songs, right? Like, we can read the book and go, that's fucking stupid. Um, But, like, since I would say Good Apollo 1, most of the songs have just been, like, about whatever... Claudia wants to write about with like a layer of a narrative put on top of them. Um, well, here's what Claudio says uh, about one song on this album specifically. I was looking at Genius and it has like some stuff from some interviews with <laughs> Claudio. Um, the song Ghost on here. Ghost is a very introspective song. It's an acoustic track and it ends side A of the record. Once I knew we were expecting the birth of our first son, the song allowed me a moment to question myself and what kind of father I was going to be. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The more I look at this album now, the more I think there is a concept there. It's just more autobiographical rather than a science fiction fantasy. It's a story about a man and his wife and the trials they endure pre and post parenthood. It's like a Coheed and Cambria concept record, except it's about Claudio and Chandra. My guy, that is every album you make. That is every single album you make. What are you talking about? Literally every album has been about your current (laughs) drama with your current partner. uh, And uh, 80% of them have been, that drama has been being on tour. That's just, <laughs> just true just, of all the things that you, you're right and now this this album has a little more now i'm gonna be able to be on tour away from my kid away from my kid and then he's like damn maybe it's good that i'm on tour and away from my kid yeah uh, I, I i wonder how much he's like I, I don't know i don't know like which comes first in is it you're trying to sell the album to the nerds who like your sci-fi stuff or is it like the other way around? Like, no, it's a really interesting story about a, a guy and his wife, and that's every fucking album by any rock band over twenty-seven years old. Yeah. <laughs> that's all of them. I'm sorry, mate. That's the whole thing. Tons of bottom. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it just seems like it, and like they told they told everybody it's not going to be a concept album, and then I think him doing this is just more like. Yeah, I mean, it's not like not a concept, and it's like, dude, that's it's just because you made another one of your albums, but you just didn't like hide it. You just made another regular one. Yeah, it was. It definitely like got. Uh, it, it meant the album got like a weird reception. Right, it was the, the thing everyone talked about? Oh, they've left their sci-fi concept behind. They're just doing a normal album. Um, yeah, and it meant that like uh, it had a bit of a soft reception, but it also had a soft reception because the album's not very good. Uh, it's, yeah, it's like, and it's not even bad. It's just boring. Yeah. Um, it, it has like a few really bad tracks, but generally it's just like, yeah, whatever. I listened to that. That was a very yeah. rock, rock record apart from like a couple songs that I really like. Um, and like, you know, maybe he's fucking right. Maybe he can't write when he lives in an apartment in New York. Maybe he's right about that because, you know, he didn't do a very good job here. Yeah. Um, and I, I do th- like it. After this, they immediately go back to, all right, new five, five album saga coming up. <laughs> Uh, look at yeah. all our sci-fi bullshit. And I guess he definitely realized that, like, oh, this isn't just, like, a thing we do. It's, like, a funny thing we do. We really will, like, lose people when we become a normal band. And I find that weird. I don't know if that's true. I can't tell how true that is. It's, it, there's no control to this experiment, right? Like, no, what if, yeah. What if they made this album and it was, like, as good as Vaxxis 2, right? Like, I don't know how to account for that. Right, um, I don't know. And, and also, like... I don't, yeah, again, everybody was talking about how they're not doing the sci-fi thing anymore, but it didn't really matter, right? Because, like, everybody who's going to listen to Coheed albums is going to listen to the Coheed albums. Like, you don't, like, lose fans by stop making your sci-fi thing, I don't think. No, but I do think you lose, like, your hook and your way to advertise it. I think that yeah. there is something about the branding and also in, like, the way that uh, people who are way too into Coheed post about the lore that definitely gets them a little bump. It is, like, a unique selling point to Coheed, even though it barely matters yeah. to the music at this point. Um, it really doesn't. And like taking it away, I, I can't. T- I genuinely can't. I can't tell if the softer reception to this album and sales was just like the album's not very good, and also no one buys rock albums. It's twenty fifteen, uh, right? Or if like losing the concept was a thing that pushed more people away. I I don't know. I genuinely can't tell. I think it was a weird time for Coheed because they're like. The last album was like the return of the old Coheed, right? With the Josh's back or the old producers. Uh, 
is the sound you remember and it wasn't like quite that but that was definitely how it was like sold right it brought a lot of people back um and the new coheed is like remember 20 years ago we're still around nostalgia stuff uh this was just in a weird period like in 2015 i feel like it was the lowest uh lowest point of coheed's like popularity and reliability as like a brand i guess it was a weird time to do this pivot Yes, it was a very strange time, especially when you release like a couple albums that, you know, were pretty good, but people weren't going crazy over. Weird time to change your mind. Yeah. Uh, and then also the sound of the album is uh, bad. Uh, like, so they yeah. released their first single. I remember their first single very well, uh, which was You've Got Spirit Kid. And I was like, why does it sound like that? Hey, why does it sound like that? Why, what's, <laughs> why does it sound like that? What's up with the drums? Why does it sound like that? Yeah. What is this? Uh, which is the beginning of the thing that's still kind of like... It's bad in Vaxxus 2, uh, 1 as well, but um, I felt like Vaxxus 2 has uh, pulled back a little on it, but definitely leans into the, like, the big 80s production that I would define as like, a thing that always annoys me about modern Coheed. Um, I, don't, I don't like how this record generally sounds. Yeah. Uh, I think I agree with you. It's not, it's not particularly interesting in any way. <laughs> Especially especially because he's making a bunch of songs about, like, I'm sad. I don't want to live in this apartment anymore. Like, I'm, I am too introspective to make something interesting. Yeah, so the album begins with um, uh, Island, which is a very funny song. Incredibly funny song. Yes. Everyone, everyone laughs at Island uh, because Island is a song about how he really needs to move out of New York. <laughs> Containing the lines, it's like, get off the island and swim back to shore. Girl, I don't think I could last here one second longer because in these waters, I'm done for. Now give me one good reason to stay here at all. <laughs> when the fee is too big, our apartment's too small. <laughs> So Where's true, my lifesaver when I'm screaming danger? So you have this like rock star guy who has had some very successful albums writing a song about how uh, we need to get a bigger house outside of New York, darling. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I just can't do it here. It's I got nothing. That is not exactly strange... relatable content, Claudia. <laughs> no, not exactly. I mean, I guess on some level, like, I get it. I pay too much for my fucking apartment. But, like, also, I don't have the option to move away, so... Yeah, but this is such, like, suburban bougie-coded. It's not, like, all... Uh, we're getting, like, rent squeeze. It's like, oh, it's too expensive and busy in the city. I want a big house yeah. again. Uh, is the vibe of this song. <laughs> like, uh... Especially because they didn't sell their previous house. They were just renting it out. Yes. Landlord like, Claudio. Just move back. <laughs> just go back, man. Yeah. That's the funniest story from this album is them going back to their the house they've been renting out and finding out that the people who were living there were selling a ton. They were growing a ton of weed. <laughs> should have been living just there the whole time, mate. Weed. Like hanging out with them. <laughs> they could have hooked you up. Man, Claudio, Claudio should get into weed. I don't know if he's into Cla- weed. <laughs> Um, I would imagine it just wouldn't be his vibe. I don't know. I, I just feel like he's not chilled out enough to enjoy the weed. Yeah, probably. He seems too really funny though. Um, but maybe he is. I, I genuinely don't know. Like you know, I I, know I'm about. not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Both. I don't know him personally, and also I'm not even enough like of a fan to even like follow that kind of stuff. I genuinely don't know if Claudia no. is into weed or not. I'm not um, looking into Claudia's personal life. I get the emails where he's like, "Yep, we're releasing a new uh, kind of coffee," and I'm like, "All right, good for you guys." <laughs> We're doing the cruise again. We're d- yeah, we're doing the cruise. They are doing the cruise again. You want to get COVID? You want to get COVID and Cambria? Let's go on the cruise. COVID and Cambria. SS Neverender. What's going on this year? Let's see. Who do we got? Oh, shit. On what's this? going on? SS Neverender. Is it 2023 or 2024? When, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, they're doing the 2023 edition. Uh, it's next month. Uh, Man, Coheed and Cambria. An sunny October day real cruise. estate. <laughs> yeah, October cruise. Sunny day real estate. Motion City soundtrack are your two uh, top ones there. Motion City soundtrack have reformed. What? What? Motion City soundtrack. Turns out. Man. Uh, animals as leaders. Psychedelic porn crumpets is a band. You're making these up. You're here. making these up. I am not. Up. I am not. You have to go to ssneverender.com. I'm look. I'm seeing it now. Celebrating 20 years of uh, IKSS E3. Oh yeah, they re- the Motion City soundtrack came back in 2019. And then the next band is Mannequin Pussy. <laughs> sure. Okay. Sure. <laughs> um, I would not. I would not go to see. Uh, I would not go to this. Although I, I would like to see Motion City soundtrack. For some reason, my association. I have such a strange association with Motion City soundtrack. Why is that? Um. Well. 
I guess I guess. So I don't remember the, the details here exactly, and they're obviously all gone from the websites for obvious, obvious reasons for anyone in the know. But I remember like the Motion City soundtrack guy, like being in a Twitter thread with the Motion City soundtrack guy and fucking like Phil Collar. Uh oh. <laughs> like so I, I think of fucking Phil Collar whenever I think of SS, uh Motion City soundtrack, which is not a Well that's a shame. No one should ever <laughs> have to think of Phil Collar. <laughs> Which is, if you don't know who this is, don't worry, inside baseball games Twitter shit, guy that got, one of the many guys that got, uh, reviewed games and was, um, cancelled for sending too many DMs to the wrong girls. Yes, to, yes, yeah. Um, to people he shouldn't have been sending DMs to. So true. Uh, but that's what I think when I think of Motion City soundtrack. And even at the time I was like, why is the Motion, the Motion City soundtrack guy is too big to hang out at Polygon.com. And clearly that's not true because they're third on the bill on the Coheed and Cambria cruise. On the cruise. Coheed and Cambria cruise. Yeah, no, they've fallen a long way if you think that. Um, but I thought My Dinosaur Life was a very good album. I don't know if I've ever heard a Motion City soundtrack album. I've heard some like singles, but I don't think I've ever listened to a Motion City soundtrack album. Uh, they're pretty good. They're totally average one of those bands. You listen to them and you're like, oh, they came later than most of these bands. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess they, their first album was in like ninety, uh, like two thousand three. So it's not it's not that late, but they feel later because they their major label stuff was like in twenty ten. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at these um, images, man. All of these people on this cruise. So that is a Coheed band. One, two, three, four, four extra bands that are just different variations <laughs> of Coheed. Yes, multiple bands that are just people and who are Joey Eppard. Yep, that's right. Who was Josh's brother, I assume? Yeah, wasn't he? Wasn't the other guy doing like, wasn't he in three or something? Wasn't both the Eppards in three? I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know. This is beyond our knowledge. We're now just like doing stuff that we don't really know anything about. Uh, that's really funny though. Uh, I, I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, they're still doing their cruise. Yeah, I'm glad they're having fun out there. Uh, could never be me. I will never be going on a cruise uh, in the in the post-COVID universe. Not uh, happening. Imagine if this podcast had become like super successful pre-COVID and we ended up going on one of the cruises. And we did get to go to the cruise. See, that would be really good, though. If we had done it in like 2019 when they did the first one, yeah. that would have been a great cruise. We were hanging out. We were like, hey, what's up? What's up? And then we'd have got sick. And then they would have like thrown us overboard. Uh, this photo of all the people hanging out, uh, getting <laughs> very excited for the, I guess when you do a band cruise, like how does that work? Because there's a lot of guys in this picture, but surely this basically has to be everyone that's on the boat, right? Cause everyone who's on the boat wants to see Coheed and Cambria. That's why they're all here. Right? Yeah. Which means you can't, yeah, it's probably, you, but you can't do the thing where like on most boats, not everyone is going to be in the same place at the same time. But in a boat, yeah. on a, like a cruise like this, there will be events that everyone attending wants to be at at once, <laughs> which just seems hard to manage. Do they like do two? Do they have to split in half? They're like, hey, here's that. The, it could, the yeah, B-side. it could be that they like assign you to yeah. this day's concert rather than the other day's concert. I, I don't know. And but I also, will never know, it would be very hard to cruise. do that. Yeah. yeah. No, I. Who cares? Anyway, back to the album. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to Island. <laughs> back to Island. Um, I lo- look at this amazing quote. <laughs> uh, it's, be- it's very much the beginning of my identity crisis when writing this record. I had a hard time writing the songs in the new apartment. It's basically a song to my wife saying that she needed to hear me and understand that it wasn't uh, working for me. I just needed to leave and get back to the country. <laughs> I- my wife didn't understand that I wanted <laughs> my to wife get bigger home. Understand. I need to get back to upstate New York. I don't think you get to write a song about being annoyed that your wife can't communicate with you uh, by communicate, I mean your wife disagrees with you about something. I don't actually know yes. the, the communication here, but clearly, I, at least according to this narrative, uh, she is enjoying being in New York, and he's like, "I want to go home." Um, normal, totally normal. Um, you know, yeah, uh, conflict uh, in a marriage uh, to have. Uh, that's not the part I'm objecting to. The part I'm objecting to is that in any disagreement that ever happens in this marriage, uh, that Chandra can always say, uh, "You killed me in 2005. Do what I say." <laughs> You at least have to stay in New York for a year, my guy. I just feel like you could pull that out at literally any time and you would win. The argument would be over. Like Argument over. Oh, I'm writing, a, I'm writing a song about how you won't listen to me. Oh, oh, like when you wrote a song about how you murdered me? Yeah, about how you want to murder me? Have you thought, have you thought about that recently? No? 
You okay, thought great. about how we're, your we're like, about it. biggest smash radio hits are about how you want to brutally murder me. Have you have you had any such thought to that lately? <laughs> Good band though. Their songs kind of are great. Banger. Those songs are fucking yeah. great. He, he shouldn't have <laughs> Hey, Claudia, you shouldn't have necessarily made all your best songs <laughs> about murdering <laughs> your uh current longtime wife, but you did do it. Well, good news. He's found a new muse, which is good. So, Yeah, uh, which is uh, his son. His uh, son. Yeah, which is great. I love that for him. And um, uh, that actually is like probably the best song in the album, which is Atlas uh, track yeah. six. Uh, we'll with, get there. We have a bunch of trash to talk about first. Well, I mean, I was skipping around. When, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, Eraser. <laughs> it's uh, fine. It's totally mid song. Okay, Colors. It's fine. It's a totally mid song. It's like totally mid <laughs> Hit him off. It's a little bad. It's got a hook. It was one of the like singles. It's pretty good. Ghost. Fucking terrible song. Uh, okay, then Atlas. All right, then Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, I was being shitposty there, but like that's kind of the vibe of this album. Like Eraser and Carlos. That is like, kind of the vibes. They yeah. just don't stick with you. I listen to them, I'm like, that's pleasant enough. Totally fine song most of the time. Um, but most of the songs just really do not stick with me uh, after I Well, heard the thing them. is, they are all of the same song. Yes. This is this is the first album where I'm like, okay, you wrote the same song like six times. Like the, Eraser, the, Colors, Ghost, Young Love, and The Audience. The Audience is a little like air quotes harder than the other ones, but like otherwise, they all kind of sound the same. A Ghost is the that terrible acoustic song. So Ghost sounds different. Yes. Ghost does sound different, but like Eraser, Colors, Young Love may as well be the same song to me. Yeah, there's a lot um, of like kind of bright, wistful, like jangly guitars, uh, mid-tempo songs. Um on this album which are like the equivalent to uh just the uh slightly slow pop punky songs of um uh black rainbow when that that also had a bunch of like, yeah. four songs that were the same um different genre um, i will but, yeah i will say we should stop it here to mars for a minute just to say that like claudio if you're gonna write like your little love ballads could you make better ones like come on man i know you have these in you uh, and this one's maybe the most boring one you've ever done. Well, I think yeah. I like this less than Pearl of the Stars. He did do his last palace. This, this is the thing that you lose with the like the concept, right? Because when you have the concept, you have this layer of abstraction where you can say incredibly corny shit about the stars or whatever. And you go, oh, it's just a story. Yeah. It's just a story. Uh, but here it's just like, babe, I love you from here to Mars. Oh, only to yeah. Mars? Only to Mars? Oh, oh only to Mars. Only huh? to fucking Mars. There's a lot of solar systems out there, asshole. Okay. Uh, it's very the lyrics are not very good. Honey, it's in no, the stars, very, and yeah. you're my everything from here to what from here to Mars. And every word I say, I truly mean, dear darling. I hope I'm being clear because there's no one like you on Earth that can be my universe. First of all, uh, he needs to go back to having lyrics that have nonsense words in them. <laughs> yes, please. This is way, this is way too direct about what you're talking about. I can't stand it. Like remember godsend conspirator and shit like that remember when you were like yeah fuck yeah dude stupid ass songs uh because it wasn't just the concept it was like your lyrics were like completely arch nonsense nerd shit you were a fucking nerd writing nerd ass songs um, saying shit like burn uh burn my hands until there's nothing left to count my numbers on way better way, way better cooler. way better that's got some swag to it uh whereas like uh there's no, there's no one like you on Earth that can be my universe. First of all, that might be the corniest rhyme I have ever heard in human ever. history. Um, it's just bad. It's just, the imagery's bad. Like we say, we already roasted from here to Mars. Like, oh, only to Mars. Yes, we've done this a number of times. Um, but like, it just it feels like uh, childish, simplistic, kitty, and uh, the vibes are just. I don't, you know, I didn't like kill the songs. It's not like you have to have good lyrics to have a, to be a good like uh, pop punk album. Most of them have very bad lyrics. Um, yeah, but I definitely prefer the uh, like aesthetic uh, appearance of old Coheed's like arch nonsense lyrics. The young stale memories of play the role to your part. Libra- librarian yeah. finding me the pole, the one that kicks your head. The in. one that kicks your head in. Like, yeah. What are you talking about? But also, yeah. <laughs> but also, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, there's no, there's no like nonsense words that turn into like the craziest verses you've heard in your life. Uh, in here, it's just none of that. When I first- uh, and also like they forgot how to rhyme on half of these, which is like, <laughs> like not even like that big a deal. But I'm like, this just sounds bad. Uh, yeah, I think it's I, like it's not the best. Uh, when I first listened to Atlas, which is like I say, uh, probably my favorite song on this album. Atlas is great. Yeah. Uh, 
Alice and Island are the two standouts. Um, this time I really came... I used to be like, oh, Island the best song. But this time I was like, no, Alice is probably better. Atlas is... Yeah, Atlas is pretty clearly the better song. But I did mishear the lyrics of Sleep Tight Little Landmine. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just, talking to his kid. Not true. It's just Sleep Tight Little Atlas, because when your daddy goes off, just you know that you're the weight of his anchor, the love that is guiding him home, the love that is guiding See, him home. See, it's different when you're writing a corny love song to your wife than when you're writing a corny love song to your kid, to me. Yes. To me, to me. It is better to be corny and like when you're being like effectively childish to your kid, right? That makes sense. Like yeah. you're speaking to a child. Yes. Uh it just gives the chorus a different vibe. It should you should sound different when you're talking to your uh your wife. <laughs> I want to call Claudio out for a specific verse on colors. Uh yes, uh, please. Verse do. two. I lost myself along the way, restless nights mixed with purposeless days, counting forward, taking steps to be a better man, the one you can live with. What the? F- None of that is good, man. None of that rhymed. Like zero. <laughs> Way and days did, but like the last half of this. What are you doing? He's uh, gonna write this song again on both Vaxis albums, and it's better both times. That's true. That is that is correct. He is going to do that. This is one third of the topics for <laughs> for Vaxis albums. I love my kid. I suck, and I need to be better. Uh, and then the third one is like, are we getting divorced? Uh, <laughs> it is. It is funny how he's always got to got these these songs about like, I I really suck. <laughs> I really suck. This relationship sucks, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm so sorry for being so shitty. Um, I'm like, in what way? How are you shitty? What's going on? What's going on in here? Don't write Iron Fist again. Please okay, don't. Write, yeah, don't say the thing that's wrong if they get too angry all the time. Don't say that. But like, I would like. Some, don't say that. Uh, I guess this is the other thing of like when you lose the concept is that if you have a generic song about I have made harm in my relationship and I want to be a better man, which is a g- general topic of a lot of songs, right? Like yeah, very normal ground for songwriting. Um, no problem with that. Uh, but it does mean you have to give me some specifics. You have to like paint a story yes. with your songs. Um, you know, uh, there's no mountain goat songs that are like I was so bad but now I want to be a better man the one you can live with uh, <laughs> yeah no not really it's just too generic it's too vague it doesn't like paint a picture it's just kind of weak poetry which is like yes Kieran Cambria not exactly the best lyricists but they have a no. style of dumb that I think plays to their strengths uh, and they are not in that that mode here at all no not at all um, we can talk about Atlas now Alice is a good song. It's got a good riff. Oh man, so great good. song. Nice I to hear it. a great riff. Um, every time Claudio, the only the best songs on any given album are the ones he posts on YouTube like a year before they're gonna come out on the album. He knows he's cooking. He knows he's cooking, and with Atlas, he knew he was cooking. Uh, yeah, he posts. This was a like an acoustic version he posted. It's basically unchanged from that. It just has the backing band. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's really fucking good. And um, again. Finding the it's it's very different to like love your child uh, and be like okay I'm gonna come home when I come home you know like I'll be back for you etc. Very different than talking to your wife that way to me, uh, and he's very and it's very sweet here so that helps a lot. It doesn't have the same baggage as like knowing the relationship between Claudio and Chandra right like. Well yeah I, I don't know anything about Atlas right as a person no and I'm glad for that. <laughs> I don't know um, the like the there will never be a good Apollo for any other relationship. He's never going to write an album about murdering another uh, person <laughs> that he then proceeds right. to make it's, the yes. most important person in his life after the, after writing said album. Um, it's just a very unique and funny situation that like colors a lot of the lyrics of the like r- romantic songs. <laughs> Which yeah, so true. when you get stuff like this, yeah. Here, it's only the knowledge that eventually he's going to uh, go autism dad mode. Yeah, and that's fine. It's fine. I, I, I like the autism dad song on him. Um, yeah, it's really good is the problem. It's a good song. The vibes are good. Um, and it's also like, it is another area where uh, having a bullshit, because it's a song about like this super baby that isn't really understood by the universe or whatever. Um, yeah. 
It would be so much worse if that song was like actually about my child who had autism. I don't know if Atlas has autism, right? I have no fucking idea if it, how it relates to his personal life. It creates a sense of remove that you get by like adding a fictional component in there, right? Um, yes. That is not there when you're just doing, I am so- seeing a song about the relationship I have with the people in my life. Um, and I just think that kind of directness does not suit Claudio's writing at all. No, not really. Yeah, no, he needs to be one step removed from the whole thing. Yeah. Because, like, we, we said when we, we would listen to Vaxxas too, right? We're like, oh, this has got this awesome dad stuff in here. It's really funny. Um, it's clearly a theme running through the album. Uh, and it, like, well, especially but- because he, like, gave those interviews where he just, like, brought up the autism books he was reading on Prompted. <laughs> right. And it's like, oh, okay. But I also, like, I do not know for a fact whether Atlas has autism, right? I don't know. No. And I shouldn't know. I don't want to fucking know. I'm analyzing text. No, it's I not don't... my business. It's some other, somebody else's kid. I don't care. He's th- That kid is not a public figure. I will talk about Claudio all day. But... Yeah, I want to talk about like the the work of the like songs in front of me um, and not have the songs be like, I'm in New York and I, I'm arguing with my wife about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like if it was a song about fucking, I wanted to leave the planet to go back to my home uh, that would make like this is basically what um Afterman is right is like I'm on tour yes. by which I mean I'm in the Starfield. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm I'm in the afterlife right now. It sucks ass, um, but I do need to tell everyone about it. <laughs> if he ever made an actual concept album about being on tour, it would be the worst thing ever. So I, I that see would be awful. what the like uh, remove of doing sci-fi bullshit brings in. Um, but yeah, then there's a a bunch of other songs. Uh, I thought uh, Bridge and Tunnel was okay, um, which is a bonus song. Oh, I don't think I've listened to it. I did not. I did not seek out the bonus tracks version. I just had the version I had. Apparently, there's another track that I didn't listen to, which is called something else. Um, uh, Things of the Fox. It's yeah, called. that's not on my album. I had Bridge and Tunnel, and no. I had an extra version of um, You've Got Spirit Kid. I uh, just put it up. Uh, I just pulled it up on Spotify, and it didn't have anything any bonus songs. So. Oh damn! Well, Bridge and Tunnel, pretty good song. Okay, uh, well, I'll check that out later. The audience is also okay. Most of the songs uh, here are totally fine. They're fine songs. You've got Spirit Kid is totally fine. I don't think I'd skip it if it like came on. Um, the audience, I would absolutely. I don't like it very much. Um, I really like Peace to the Mountain. Actually, mm-hmm. it's like yes, it's more of the same stuff, but it feels very, very honest in a way. Um, and also, I think it's just got a better chorus than a lot of these songs. Uh, and then, like, the big instrumental part at the end, I just really like. Yeah, it's that one's okay. It's a totally fine uh, outro song. Um, yeah. I feel like they've definitely, uh, by this point, they feel a little um, trapped by the the uh, expectation that a Cokehead album's going to have a cool outro song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be true. Um, and I didn't really try with um, Afterman. Here, this has a little more of that. That uh, like it's the big. Yes, this has a much much more of that. Um, but I, I do think like after the first five, they they back away from like and then we're gonna do the big outro song. Um, this definitely is in that mold. I think it's fine. Yeah, I think it's totally fine. I think I would say maybe doesn't actually need to be that long. I think you could maybe. Yeah, it doesn't uh, need to be six minutes. It doesn't need be, to be six thirty four. Could have been like a four minute song. Easy. You didn't need to say. Yeah. Uh, you know. The one I mean, line. you could say that about a lot of songs on this album. That's true. But he says Peace of the Man and Girl, I'm going to go like about 20 times. Like, it's fine. I got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Like, huh? Atlas, you are the only song that deserved all six minutes. That's so true. That it, Atlas is a good song with a good runtime. I enjoy the whole thing. Bang a tune. The audience is 610. Why? For what purpose, I- Master Chief? <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, I just, it's such a weird song. I don't like it. It's, it's ugh. I thought it was okay, but yes. I think when people make songs about their audience, it's corny. Corny derogatory. And also, it's not even about that, but it kind of is. Um, it's weird. Um, wow, I'm looking at some of these lyrics, and well, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> what you what? got? The dude, what's your integrity? Like, what are you? <laughs> what's going on here, man? Oh yeah, yeah, he does say that, huh? Oh okay. Um. I had not close read the lyrics of this one. I was paying attention to much more of the drama songs. Um, this one was like, I was like, yeah, totally fine song. Um, this this is weird. Because I know like, she's done a bunch of songs about like, 
feeling uncomfortable being like a guy that is known, right? Which so sorry about this podcast. Yeah. I hope he never fucking finds it. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Um where we have been analyzing <laughs> this entire body Yeah, sorry, of work. we think about you too much, man. You know, not these days. We're, we're, we're 14 Not months. as much. Yeah, no, we've, we've let it go. And also, everybody stopped being mad at us about it, I think. So. And also, your last album was a fucking banger. Go, it keep, was a fucking banger. We love you. Keep cooking, King. Keep cooking. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, um, Word of Lines, right? Song about how weird it is to be hounded in the press as a, like, a yeah. famous music band, which they is a song they could not have wrote later than 2010 when they were no nope. longer a famous music band. No longer in the press. You guys are done. You guys are done. We're done with rock music now. It's over. Go home. Um, and and so like this this thing about oh, audience like they we, we they they're like the thing that gives me value, but also uh, they'll like eat you up and tear you out. Which way is it? It's it's all the one thing. I'm like I, I guess I get it. Uh, the chorus, yeah. the big thing is like this is my audience forever one together burning stars cut from the same disease ever longing and what and who we are he's like really proud that he's figured out that like both him and someone listening to his music are both people that both yes. have complicated relationships with what they want from the other it's, oh right actually it's not just as simple as fans are bad and or like celebrities are bad there's like a relationship uh did, did you think Claudio watched when all like all those parasocial relationship videos blew up around the same time <laughs> <laughs> did he saw those He's like, this is just like me. Wow. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that. I don't, I don't think Claudio's a video essay guy. I'm going to go ahead and say probably, I hope not. That Actually, you know what? He's probably not because his albums would be way worse. <laughs> if he was a video essay if he, guy? If he was a video essay guy. <laughs> if Claudio was coming into the chat and being like, hey guys, I watched the new ContraPoint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he would, though. He would, though. Yeah, he would. <laughs> who's sending the video essays to the Cohen group chat <laughs> please uh, i hope nobody is i hope i hope nobody is is travis it's tra- travis isn't watching video essays i he- i have no idea i'm just saying shit i don't know we don't, I, I don't know um but yeah no I, the, the album is just simply mid i guess the thing i took away from what this is the um from re-listening is my memory was always like colorful Sun was just far and away their worst album um yeah and this time I was like, maybe that's not true. I think there, I, I might, I might like it more than Vax's one. Um, you know. It's definitely got the benefit of being five songs shorter than Vax's. <laughs> it's definitely got the benefit of being. Oh boy, does it have the benefit of being five songs shorter than Vax's one? Yes. Um, I don't even dislike Vax's one as much as you do, but boy, it sure has fifteen songs on it. It really has fifteen songs on it. That's so true. Um, but I, it was definitely more soft on this. I was like, eh, it's totally fine. I. I just wouldn't really go out of my way to listen to it, I guess. It's just an album. Yeah, I expected it to be bad uh, when I came back to it, but it's it was just boring. And I was like, oh, right. That's why I thought it was bad is because it was boring. Yeah. I have no, like, desire to be a hater, right? There's nothing that gets me in the spirit to hate this album. I can't even... Except for Island. And, but the problem is it's a good song. Well, yeah, I guess, like, the the subject matter of Island and, like, the complete blindness to the, like class realities of writing a story of how i want to i'm so suffocating in this house i need to go back to the country but the country is a house you already own <laughs> and are yes. renting out right and you're renting out to guys growing to apparently it. the coolest guys in new york <laughs> <laughs> uh from what i understand they like ripped out some of the floorboards and were like growing beneath the the it like underneath the house can it's you crazy, imagine but... if you're like hey you never guess who my landlord is <laughs> <laughs> We are going to grow so much weed in so Claudia's much weed. It's going to be so cool. Uh, that's pretty cool. I can't. I can't lie. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I can't even be mad at him. Like, uh, yeah. Fair enough. That's the color before the sun. That's the color before the sun. Totally okay album. Um. We'll be back at some point. We'll be back eventually, I guess, to do a Vaxxis 1 thing. And then we, well, like, I guess, do we do a Vaxxis 2? We already did a Vaxxis 2 episode. We may as well do a Vaxxis. We didn't really do, like, a full episode. We could talk about it. It's been it's been uh, a year and a half since that thing came out, right? So That's true. I guess we only have we two episodes left. We could probably talk about it. Uh, so yeah, there's again only two in- albums left, and then we could just start doing Amory scores upon album releases. Yeah, see us again in another year or so. Hope- hey, where's the next fucking album, guys? Hey, I- Vaxxis 3, guys. I know you released it last year, but hey, where's Vaxxis 3? I would love Vaxxis 3 right now. 
Um, let's take a look at when Vaxxas 2 was. Vaxxas 2, uh, Window of the Waking Mind, banger album. We relatively loved it. Okay, it was a year and three months ago, so I guess it is a not... Yeah, it, it hasn't been that long. They released uh, Vaxxas 1 in 2018, if you could believe that. There was a five-year gap between Vaxxas 1 and 2? Yeah, so, yeah, it's like three and a half years or something. Um, that's five, 2018 to 2022 is five years. That's a five-year gap. Oh, yeah, I forgot you had to count 2020. I forgot that years are weird okay um they should release the albums at some rate before you know they're all 60 because they do have three more vacas albums to do okay no jackson i'm doing some counting here yes october 2018 to may 2022 yes are you sure that's five years well i guess that's four and a half if it's october to are you sure it's four and a half are you sure it's not three three and and a half yes 2019 don't don't talk to me about yeah. Don't talk to me about maths. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. How to count. You made me look at my hand and go like, "What the fuck?" I don't, <laughs> what I is ge- wrong with me? I generally speaking, I'm not aware of how counting works. <laughs> um, okay, well, we've settled that now. That's so true. Uh, looking at Vaxus One, I like more songs on this than you do. Uh, we'll get there. You know, one day. Yeah, I'll give it a big um, realist. Oh, fucking, yeah. it's 80 minutes long, though. 80 it's minutes? 80 minutes long! That I know, is they, too long, guys! I think uh, Claudio has said, in retrospect, we put too many songs on it. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Which, and, yeah, you did. You know, when um uh, when you last did this, uh, Good Apollo 1 is like, what, 78 minutes? Like a couple minutes shorter, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's for the back. It is, it is six minutes longer than Good Apollo 1, and Good Apollo 1 has like actual bangers on it like all-time bangers like true bangers right. you do not have the suffering on uh vaxxas one <laughs> no no they do well they have uh, well we'll talk about it we'll talk about it old flames is not the suffering but it is like it's pretty it's, it's, pretty it's getting close it's not it's not getting close like it's, it's getting i close. quite like old flames but it's not the suffering why is it no, five and close. a half why is it 550 it why doesn't th- need to be 550 i know this listen i know well that's a i'm just saying the part where the song is yeah. happening yeah, that's true. Because yeah. it does have a minute long intro uh, for no Yeah, and then reason. like a minute long outro. The part where the song is happening <laughs> is about the normal song length. That's true. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the reason Vaxxas 1 is bad is because it's not about his kid. It's about the the parents of the child. <laughs> and then he went to writing songs about the kid. Um, yeah, I, uh, I would love to see Vaxxas 3 at some point in the next couple of years. I guess if it's only been that yeah. long, we might, it might be next year. We it's might probably get it next be the year, year after. Probably 2025. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame. <laughs> oh, right. The year after is 2025. Oh. oh. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, we're in it. Time is hell. I don't like it very much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be no. 30 in a couple months. In a month. And oh, I'm, listen, I've already crossed that bridge. Yeah, I know you're a couple years older. It's not that big a deal. Um, You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's the worst part, though. It won't even feel any different. <laughs> That's the worst part of, like, every year. That's so true. Nothing's changed. You're the same person every year. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that Undertale, uh, unfortunately, it's still you, is so true. <laughs> it's still you. It's still you. Um, thank you for listening, everyone. Molly, would you like to yeah, plug thanks, everyone. anything? Uh, have anything changed in the last year? Why do you want to let people know uh, about yeah, you can find me on various social media services at, at your friend Molly with Y E R. Twitter existed last time we recorded. Um, yeah, so you can find me yeah, th- in those places. Audioentropy.com. Um, the second best game.club we're releasing our Starfield episode. Uh, probably around the time this goes up. Yeah. Um, so you can listen to me and Nora and Autumn talk about Starfield. It's Arfie. the Arfie talk. Arfie pod. Um, and then also Eidolon Playtest is still running strong. Uh, we just finished up the first half of our third season. Um, and we are doing some mini mini games between uh, the first and second half of that. And also we're working on our second edition of the book, which is really fucking cool if you ask me. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Headfalls Off on um, Twitter and co-host and uh, Blue Sky and wherever wherever we will end up on the internet with how everything's we're not ending up on blue sky let's be honest we're not ending no, up on i mean blue but sky. you can find me there if if yeah but <laughs> <laughs> if it's the last bastion of posting oh if you want to if you want to hang out with like everyone 
I mean, I, I have to post them, but when I when we turn when you turn thirty, you have to go to Blue Sky uh, in the Elder Millennial Retirement Home of posters. Just um, everybody, just sign up for co-host, please. Okay, great, thanks. I did. I have done that. Um, I'm on all the sites. You can find me. Uh, and you can find the podcast I do at abnormalmapping.com. Uh, support them at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. Uh, they're very good. We, uh, the Great Gundam Project is starting Gundam 00 right now. Uh, that's very good. That's so right. I'm having a great time with that. So please uh, hang over to that. Have a good time listening uh, to Gundam 00. Um, you'll have a great time. That's that. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll see you at some point in the future again, eventually, to do One another day. episode. Um, that's right. And then we'll be free of Code forever until they put out new albums. Until they make another album. And then we'll be like, yo! We'll show up and be like, yo, let's or go! we'll be like, oh! Man, can you imagine if, like, Vacus 2 isn't a return to form and it's just like an outlier? They just made one good album once this decade? Yeah, that'd be a shame. I think that'd be a shame. I think they could do it, but yeah. Uh, goodbye! Goodbye, everyone. Oh, we carry down on-